giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! Fired up today. Good conversation today. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steele. Thank you for joining me this morning on this hump day, Wednesday, December 12th, 2021. A few days short of the Cowboys heading to New York to take on the Washington, or I'm sorry, the Washington, the New York football team. Yeah, New York football team. And they're going to be doing so against another backup quarterback. I feel bad. Fresh said, I feel bad for Mike Lennon. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit. Just a little bit, though. What I wanted to focus on today was the defense. Yesterday, we kind of had a bit of a a family meeting. Talked about why the offense had its issues. Today, though, today's going to be fun. We're going to talk about why this defense is championship material, in my opinion. But I'll ask you guys that question later, all right? We'll dive into that unit. And I got my good brother Foots. My good brother Foots is in the green room right now. I got him on the horn waiting in the green room. We'll have Foots join us. He'll give us about 20 minutes of his time to uh, break down the Cowboys' defense, mostly from that Washington game, and, and give his insight and thoughts to why it can be a special unit. I do think it can be a special unit, you know? Also, we'll open up the Pulse of the Nation phone lines. Uh, already, somebody's in there, you know, that's not Foots, but you can call in 351-999-3787. It'll be about a half hour or so, maybe about a half hour until I get to you. We're going to uh, go through the roundup, then we'll get Foots on the horn. We'll do a first word, and then we'll get Foots on the horn. I love talking to Foots about the Cowboys uh, because he knows his stuff, man. He knows his stuff. Everybody on that roundtable knows their stuff. The, the This community is full of really smart Cowboy fans, man, and he's one of them. So make sure y'all stick around for that as we fill up this room, y'all. Let's fill up this room if we can. Share this thing. Uh, like this thing if you are one of the day ones. If you're one who just popped in and you want to wait and give it a chance and see how this show goes, hang tight. Hang tight. I think you will like uh, what you see. With that said, man, let me get some shout-outs. Some shout-outs in the building. Brandon C., Sully, Stevie McNamara, Jonathan Scruggs, Marcelo, Dre Dre, the Lunatic. What's up, the Lunatic? Uh, Jeremy Parker, James Simmons, Below the Heavens. What's up, man? Fresh Fade in the building. Michael Autry, uh, Frankie Franchise. What's going on? James Renfro, Mike Harris, my guy Trey Manning, Tizzy Smooth, Adam Mack, my boo in the building. Uh, what else we got in here? 215, Khalil, Nisi, John Jones. We deep. We deep today, uh, YouTube. I see you. I see you, Captain America, Russell. All right, now what about Facebook? Hollis in the building on Facebook. Larry McCray, Peter Rizzo, Patricia, Bailey, uh, Tim Garcia, Oscar Sullivan. What's up, Oscar? Uh, Chuck P, Jason, or is it Sean? My bad, Sean. My bad, brother. And my guy, CJ Richards, all joining us today. Make sure if y'all miss it, you run it back. 
Hey, Foots, they already getting on you, Foots. They already getting on you, Foots. You can't, you, you, I can't hear what you saying, Foots, but my guy Trey already said, we got sleepy Foots in the building. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later with Foots, man. But um, let's, real quick, because I don't want to keep him for an hour of his time. You know, I'm, I'm, pre- I'm appreciative of his time. But let's get into the roundup, y'all, and uh, then we'll get Foots on the line after the first word. So here we go. It is time for It's time for the morning roundup Round them up boys Yes indeed the morning roundup Presented by Texas Family Fitness A solution for your fitness goals Whether it be weight loss Strengthening up, toning up sports Or stress relief I know what I say. Head on over to TFF. They have everything you need from state-of-the-art equipment, group classes, experienced professional certified trainers, and much, much more. There are nine locations in the DFW area. So if you're around here, you can find one. And if you can't get to one and you want to know more about it, you can visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. Let them know the A to Z sent you. First up on the docket, man, uh, we got some news yesterday kind of during the show from uh, Jerry, that Terrence Steele is likely to start at left tackle on Sunday. With that said, he also talked about how Tyron Smith's injury is not long-term, you know, that type of thing. Again, this isn't an injury that I'm upset at Tyron about. It's more or less, you know, he got rolled up on, but here we are. Terrence is going to be the left tackle, and I get that. You know, I think Terrence is the more fleet of foot guy I think he's better than Ty Nseki I know that's you know Ty has played more you know snaps over there than Terrence in his career but I think Terrence should be fine against this New York football Giants front seven I don't think it's that kind of front seven to fear right it should be good to go however next to Terrence Steele y'all something I did not catch yesterday something that I probably should have brought up because we talked about offensively Connor McGovern having some struggles the last few weeks, specifically in the run game department and, and just kind of overall against uh, the Washington football politician people. Um, left guard might be a change. I missed this. Stephen Jones went on 105 through the fan and said that he expects the coaching staff to at least address the left guard spot with Connor McGovern and Connor Williams. Here's his quote, y'all. He says, I'm sure they'll discuss that. They wanted to give Connor McGovern every opportunity and, and not have it be something where he's in there one game and out the next, that type of thing. And know they'll be evaluating that this week, Steven said. As we head down the home stretch, we got to get that group of guys out there. We're so fortunate that we have eight, nine guys that can come play for us. At the same time, I know they want to get some cohesiveness and a group going. I know that's one of the things they'll be talking about as well this week. There may be a changing of the guard again. I'd welcome it. I mean, I think it's clear as day when you put on the tape of Connor McGovern, there there really is no improvement at the position. I mean, aside from no penalties, you can't look at what's going on out there and say he has been much better than Connor Williams. No, he hasn't, you know. Some can say he's been worse. 
I'm one of them. I'll say he's been worse than Connor Williams. But at best, you can call it a push if you wanted to be nice to Connor McGovern. Uh, but I, I don't. I mean, I don't think he's been terrible. Uh, you know, for the majority of the four or five games. But there really is no no drastic change, and I think that Connor Williams has a better understanding of this offense and this uh, this offensive line, in my opinion. Finally, Daniel Jones is out versus the Cowboys this week. So, <laughs> Cowboys will be getting served up another backup quarterback in one Mike Glennon. If you remember, Mike Glennon was picked off twice when he came in for Daniel Jones against the Cowboys at home. Here's, here's Mike Glennon on the season, y'all. Three touchdowns, four interceptions, 0-2 as a starter, and he's completed 54% of his passes. So, yeah. And this should be a slaughterhouse. It's the NFL. It's rivalry games. I get all that. Uh, but, you know, this should be a slaughterhouse. Mike Glennon has looked like exactly what he is, a an average to below average backup quarterback. Um the games that they played in, they scored. He started in. They scored nine points against the Dolphins, and they had seven points up until eight minutes left in a thirty-seven to seven blowout uh, in uh, was it Los Angeles against the Chargers. So they they haven't mustered any offense under Mike Glennon, and they fired uh, Jason Garrett. So I don't expect Mike Glennon to do much of anything against the Dallas Cowboys. And we'll talk about one of the reasons why. One of the reasons why I think this defense is actually a, a defense that can do some special things later. Um, but with that said, let me see if I got my boy Foots in the building ready. Foots, you there? <laughs> Hold on. My man said Foots is in the in building, y'all. <laughs> What's going on, good brother? First of all, shout out to you. Shout out to everything that you do. Um, I don't think there's a better quarterback in the game right now. Man, I appreciate that, though. Um, and Uh-oh, and you know what? You, you got me. You got me. Scott? Somebody they just said me. they can't hear you, but can y'all hear Foots? I'm I'm right here. I'm live in effect. Yeah, I can hear you. you I'm you're, live you're, in effect. You're bouncing here. Let me get a thumbs up if y'all can hear Foots, man. Foots, let me get let me get a yeah, mic I'm check. Live in effect. Oh, he was low. Two, okay. Two, two, one, I got two. you now, bro. I got you. Okay. You're good to go now, brother. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, you know, Scott, you know, me and you, one thing about it is when me and Sky have our talks, we don't always agree on everything, but Mm-mm. the truth of the matter is Sky is, he's objective and he's not, he, 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 he's, he's the best quarterback in the game by far. I appreciate that, Foots. I think you're by one of the far. best minds uh, that we got in this community, bro, and that's why I wish sometimes people could see uh, our our group chat, it's a lot of good stuff going on in there, man. A lot of good stuff. We eventually bring out to you guys on air, but we, we talk some mad football in that group chat and, and other things of that nature. But um, how are you feeling coming out of this game, Foots, overall, before we get to the defense from this team? Scott, I feel great. Yeah. I, I, think people, I think people tend to take one game and make it the whole season, and it's ridiculous. True. You, this was a game, this was a must-win game for the Cowboys, and the Cowboys, they won in dominating fashion. I was at the game. And it's one thing when you're at the game, you see the movement of the players, you see what they're doing, you see right. how the, the Washington football team was trying to attack us and they couldn't. And you see, I, I mean, obviously the monkey in the room is 
the quarterback playing the offense, I wasn't worried. I mean, obviously, there's a real thing called complacency. And I think that, honestly, Dallas knew they were better. They got complacent at times. Even with the pick, I never felt like the game was close. I just didn't. That was the only time it, it technically was, in my opinion, was that, that that pick six. But I still have felt every bone in my body that the offense would get a couple first downs and the game would be over. Absolutely. 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 So I, I don't – I mean, overall, I feel good. You know what I had to do, Foots? Because – when we do this, and you were at the game, so you got to feel that experience, and you live in the DMV area, so you really get this this rivalry vibe. I think sometimes as creators, and even as diehard fans that tune into people like us, uh, where we get we get very specific about things, we forget that at the end of the day, the W one is what matters. Number two, when you beat a rival team like this in the manner that I think the Cowboys did, you 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 can't let little things, in my opinion overtake the joy of winning like we don't let the, you got 24 hours enjoy that 24 hours as a win against the washington football people and then yeah boom let's go into the x's and o's and things like that and i think what happens is there's a specific group of fans that that you know sit and wait for certain things to happen and then when it does they're like aha see we suck we won but we suck and they get kind of enjoyment in that and i, and I think it's crazy to me and it, you kind of forget that you're still a fan, and you, as a fan, you want one thing, your team to win. So I think sometimes we should enjoy that win first, and then let's kind of uh, get into the nitty-gritty of things. Man, listen, what we about to talk about, Cowboys don't need to be worried about no offense. This thing is changing, and you need to be thankful for that. I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's get into that, man. The, the defense, to me, is why I'm not in a panic mode. Foots, because years past, the defense, if, if this had happened, what, two, three years ago, where the defense, you're like, I can't really count on this defense. There's not a ton of playmakers over there. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. And the offense was sucking. You'd be like, man, we're not going to be able to do anything. Uh, we're not going to be able to get out of this rut. But you fortunately have a defense, I think, right now that allows you to be patient offensively to find their way and to catch you know, some heat heading into the playoffs. What are some things you've seen on that defensive side? Um, I did a segment on it on my channel, man, team defense. And it sounds cliche. Sure. Um, and it sounds, you know, it sounds like, oh, that's what all coaches say, blah, blah, blah. But if you remember, last year under Mike Nolan, we were all over the place in our run fit. We were right. all over the place in our pass defense. And the truth of the matter is, when I see guys playing with hands, when I see guys, multiple players, I'm not talking about two deep on a defensive line. I'm talking about four deep, five deep on a defensive line different rotations, but when I see guys playing unselfish defense, Sky, it makes my, it makes the chip. You cannot be a great defense if you're not going to sell out to stop the run. And I don't mean by run blitzing. I mean right. by playing technique and fit sound football, and that's what the Cowboys did. It's on tape, and I'm you talk about excited. You stop the run against some of these teams. Let's say you got to go to Green Bay uh, moving forward. Let's say you got to play – you know, the Rams, whoever, you start stopping the run and you can get them in third and distance, oh, oh, get, I'm, you can hear me, Scott. My, <laughs> I'm, I am very excited. Yeah, Because the should film be. told me. Yeah. You yeah. should be. Because yeah. what I'm seeing, and I'll talk about this throughout the show, uh, is one of the things after the draft I said was, if this defense can generate playmakers at all three levels, 
That is the start of sustaining a consistently good defense. The problem is Dallas has never really had that play at all three levels. You got it. And now you're getting multiple dudes at all three levels, right? You got your defensive line with Randy Gregory and D-Law. Um, Neville is starting to get back in there. And then you got Micah Parsons is literally like three linebackers in one. And then on the back end, Diggs and J-Ron Curse are your playmakers back there. And then you got role players that you you pointed out um, in your in your uh, breakdown. You got role players that are talented. These aren't Jag-type guys. These are guys with talent. Now, their production may say Jag, but the talent level screams at you. And I'm talking about Malik Hooker, uh, Osa Digizua, Neville Gallimore, Tristan Hill. These guys got talent to match these playmakers. And then you got the head honcho, Dan Quinn, putting it all together. It, it, it's a makings, man. It's a makings of something special, bro. The three that you just said, Neville Gallimore, Tristan Hill, and Osa, may be the reason why you go on a deep playoff run. Um, I just think that the, the way that they're playing with their hands, they're peaking and pressing. So for those of you who don't know, when you're playing run-fit defense, you cannot fly up the field, especially against a team like Washington who wants to inside zone you, use yeah. kind of leverage blocks. They don't really want to bully you like the Patriots will run at you. So what you have to do is you cannot be selfish and do what you want to do. That's not good defense. You literally have to stand your man up. You have to peak and press. You have to stack his shed. And then you have to honestly, you have to wait till the troops rally. And that's what they did on film. And listen, this goes back to my point about must win. Antonio Gibson is not a slouch back. He nope. torched us twice last year. Torched us. You blanketed him this year. So, and he's been on a tear. It's not like he's been playing bad. Yep. I mean, you know, the excuses are coming now from the Washington football team. But let's be honest. We took it to them. We punched them in the mouth. Oh, and by the way, you have, honestly, you have two of the best two-way players on your defense. Because Michael Parsons right now, it's, everybody's hopping on the Michael Parsons bandwagon. Sky, you've been there, and I will give you your flowers every time I, I talk to you. Want you said Michael Parsons. Nah, I'm going to give them to you anyway. Mike, you said what Michael Parsons was going to do when he was drafted. Even myself, I obviously wanted to tackle. I made sense of it because of Dan Quinn, and now we're here. But, dog, if you can use Randy – I mean, excuse me, if you can use Micah and D-Law some inside, because D-Law played a lot inside as well. Bruh, you, you get him on those slow guards. Like, Brandon Scherf is a Pro Bowl guard. And Michael Parsons ran right past him. Teams Dan, are going to be in trouble, man. Dan Quinn Foots, and I know you seen you saw this on, on, on film. We, did, we really didn't get a chance to see how it would operate when these guys got back for like all year, really. It wasn't until, until the Washington game. But he does, or he did, a tremendous job of getting one-on-one matchups with his guys. He played kind of that yes. bare front look or that 4-3 that uh uh, overlook where Micah was, you know, hanging off of um, D-Law. D-Law was sliding to the B-gap. You got Neville at the one, and then you got Osa and Randy. I mean, that is a terror to deal with because you can't double anyone. And if you can't double anyone, you got Randy, Micah Parsons, and D-Law one-on-one? Excuse me. That's not going to work out for you, right? So I think Dan Quinn is just really doing a great job making these players better. Think about this. Who wanted J. Ron Curse prior to coming here? Not many people. He turned out to be a Pro Bowl safety to me, period. Uh, look at Malik okay. Hooker, bro. Look at Malik Hooker. Look, 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 at, um, look at how – now, Randy was a beast, but Randy Gregory's turning up. Um, Michael Parsons has been unleashed. Like, like I, I got to get Anthony Brown. 
I got to give Dan Quinn so much props, brother. Yeah, I mean, so let's go back to the safety position. Anybody who follows me, follows me, knows I've been screaming for safety for years. Yeah. Honestly, we're fine. We're fine because I'm thinking about how the NFL is changing and where you really need to be good at. You do need to be good on the back end. You do. But Malik Hooker, the way he's playing, is good enough. Trust me. Like he, him, Curse, they're smart. They're keeping, even Kazee, they're keeping everything in front of them. There's no big plays. If it is, they're rallying, they're tackling. Cool. We are okay there. The truth of the matter is this. Now you're playing with, let, like, long-term defensive success because of, obviously, you have a queen who can do everything and in, in, in Michael Parsons. But think about this. I said this the other day. You forget how good Randy Gregory played because of what Michael Parsons did in another two-sack <laughs> game. Yeah, he's you defensive player of the Randy week. Gregory, Randy, Gregory, Randy Gregory went crazy. And so now what's going to happen is this. Moving forward, I want to continue to put speed in the middle of my defense, the second level of my defense. You win there, oh, man. <laughs> Listen, now, this is going to be fun. We we are in, in agreement here with this this part about Michael Parsons. And I'm not saying this is a bad conversation to have because – it's good that Mike has been so elite at rushing the passer from the edge spot, but also so elite as a middle linebacker. I think a lot of people, because he made a ton of his plays, obviously, you know, sacks and things from the defensive end spot, they were like, man, I want to I want to put him at defensive end. I think it took to get Randy and D-Law back for people to say, all right, my bad. The Marcus Lawrence is still that dude. Randy Gregory is still that dude. Putting Micah Parsons in the middle foots, we've been agreeing about this all year, I think is the best spot because he is elite against the run, but you also forget yeah. that you can blitz him and you can rush him from the middle. And in my opinion, Foots, I don't know, you let me know if this sounds silly or not. I think the real mismatch is not Micah on a tackle. It's Micah on a guard or center. I, you know, I don't think any guard or center in the league can deal with Micah one-on-one. So I love that he's going to be staying in that middle. And his coverage also has been looking great, by the way. I just want to bring that up. His coverage ability is starting to improve week to week. Just a scary player. I, I I mean, you do him a disservice by playing him on one side of the defense at times. That's yeah. what that's my been my only thing. He's so athletic that like you said, at times if, if you if you're looking at the tackle play and you're like, Okay, this guy he hasn't held up, cool, let him go rush. We know what his numbers are and he doesn't even have half the rushes, not even three quarters of the rushes of some of these guys that are leading the league in sacks. Right. But to me, what he was able to do in coverage against Antonio Gibson, what he was able to do when he rallies and runs to the ball, those are that's how you because what do teams want to do? They want to sneak running backs out the back door. They want to do these crossing routes. Well, Micah is so smart and he's so athletic. He's now understanding, hey, I can take this away too. You look at how that, that Bucks defense was playing going into this uh, um, their playoff run last year. Devin White just, just took over. Well, I got news for you. Micah Parsons is a better player. Better player. He just is. And so now, and so now, now, like you said, there's no way I'm just keeping him on one side of the defense. And me and you have been on that side of the argument. And it's, it's, it's not a, I understand what people are Facts. saying. Yeah, he can be I get blah, it. Blah, 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 blah. But if I have DeMarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory, like, I'm good. You know, I'm good. Yeah. I'm just saying, those are two Pro Bowl caliber defensive men. Dan, I'm fine. Dan Let's Quinn. let Mike be, a, be what he is. Dan Quinn talked about why he they move him around so much. He said, you know, I was in I was in Miami, right, when I was an assistant coach and we had a Hall of Fame player, Jason Taylor. Uh he said he was he was he was amazing. He was really good. 
and he played one position, right defensive end. And as great as he was, it is much easier to take him away from the game because you can slide protection, you can double, you can chip. Well, you can't do that if you don't know where Mike is coming from. But if you put him on one side, then you can do that. And I'm not saying he won't terrorize you. I think he'll still be a phenomenal player. But if you go look at these last two games, they're not the, his best statistical games back-to-back. But if you go look at these last two games when he had D-Law in one and then, and then he got the full complement of guys in front of him in another, I think this defense has looked its best. Now, the caveat, right, the, the context is look who they've played uh, in regards to the quarterback. But I'm just talking about how these guys are, are, are moving as one up front and, and, and taking advantage of one-on-ones and things like that. I think Micah in the middle, pun intended, Micah in the middle is, is, is the best spot to be right now. Man, Micah in the middle, dog. And I, I, um, I, you know, to me, to me it's, it's a great problem to have. And the, the good thing about defense is this. Defense is one of those things where when the, it, it, it all permeates everybody, once they start making plays, it's just like the energy just comes amongst these people where everybody's flying the ball, everybody's doing something spectacular. Think about it. The first half of the year, the year was – Trevon digs his picks and all of that, the whole nine. It's almost like we forgot about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's now it's like, man, Michael Parsons is taking over. Randy Gregory's back. D-Law, this D-line is great. So yeah. I think that Cowboys fans need to shift the focus and say, look, you want to be playing your best defense around this time of the year. Yes. Offensively, great. But you want to be playing your best defense around this time of the year, and I think that they are, Scott. And check, check this out something that, that kind of dawned on me yesterday that I wanted to illustrate to you guys today and, and, and what makes this defense, I think, for real. The title of the show today is uh, the number one reason, the one reason why this Cowboys defense is for real, and I think it's because it's a traveling defense. It is a traveling defense, Foots, since week one. Reason why I say since week one is because that was week one. We didn't know, you know, about we didn't know anything about this defense. It was against the Super Bowl champions on the road. It's week one. Since week one, they've given up only eighteen point five points per game on the road in six games. Six games, by the way, fourteen total takeaways, five and one record on the road, and they face Mahomes, Herbert, Cousins, and Mac Jones. And they they only lost to Mahomes, where they gave up only 19 points and turned the ball over twice, and he turned the ball over twice. So, if you got a defense foots that can go on the road into Minnesota and allow stadium with a backup quarterback, into Kansas City, allow stadium with a with a ridiculous quarterback, into LA with one of the best young quarterbacks that we you know we're seeing right now against Justin Herbert, um, and then Mac Jones is is having a very efficient rookie year against Bill Belichick, and you can go in there and you turn the ball over on Mac Jones twice. Granted, he got you, but nonetheless, they have played so well defensively on the road that if the Cowboys don't get home field, you can at least feel good that you'll have a shot because of this defense, Foots. You feel more than good to me. And, Scott, I'm going to just leave you with this, man, and I'm going to tell you guys this. Defense travels, like you said time and time again, defense travel, Scott. It's one of those things that, like, I know people love the of the, the sparks and the and, and the and the and the, and the, and the fireworks of a great offense, yeah. and I agree. I really, really do. But guess what? When you're playing good defense and you can rush with four and you can drop in coverage because what's going to happen is as we play these teams, the Rams, um, Arizona, 
Um, and not Arizona in the, in, the, in the regular season because we don't know. We might be in the playoffs next week. We don't know. I'm not the playoff machine guy, so I can't tell you. But yeah. I know we're going to scrape the Giants. We're going to scrape the Giants. We'll get back on track offensively against the Giants. We're going to scrape them, and then we'll come home and, and we'll get ready for that in these other two NFC East games. We don't even know. Like, I know Dallas isn't playing Tyron Smith because we're playing the Giants. It's, it's fact, and that's okay. But here's the truth. When you're playing playoff football, it now becomes matchup football. Well, guess what? You better have a chess piece for a chess piece or you're dead. And I just think that Dallas does, and they're healthy. And, and, and I'm, I'm just telling you, man, I'm very – and you have LBE playing good football. Yeah. Like, Play good yesterday on Sunday. Listen, this is – Cowboys need to shift their focus. They need to relax. You're 9-4. and four. You're 9-4, and four, so relax. You're 9-4. and four. Relax. And, and let me and let me ask you this: Do, do you have and, and I have to say this because I feel like I, I've been telling fans this: Like, do you don't you have belief that the offense will turn it around because this team has always turned it around offensively? <laughs> you know, they've went through some slumps before, but do, don't you have that belief? I think the offense will be fine, Scott. I have the belief because I just everything that Dak has been through in his life, he'll be fine. He he's gonna stay the same. It's, it's literally little things, you know. Yeah. I think that Jerry Jones was right with the spacing of the receivers. These guys got to clean some stuff up. I think as much as I love Michael Gallup, I'm not always sure does he really know the playbook. I'm pretty no. sure Amari Cooper knows every oh, round and route tree. But, but that's – I'm just not sure. Like, And so some of those things going into playoff football, they need to tighten up. But they will. They will. It's okay. You'll get Tony Pollard back. You'll get Zeke inside healthy, we'll be fine. I'm not worried about that at all. Trust me, I'm not. Gotcha, man. Hey, before I don't want to keep you too long, man. Before you go, any final words? Hey, Sky, man, just thanks for letting me come on. I called you. I said, Sky, I want to do do this segment. You made it happen. Um, I just want people to really understand what team defense looks like. I'm selfish. Hey, maybe Tristan Hill doesn't make the tackle, but he's standing his guy up. He's, he's blowing his guy up. There's some plays you can see his arms are fully extended. He's using, um, you know, so many DNs want to have D tackles and defensive players want to use their moves. But when you're trying to stop the run, you have to play technically sound. And I think mm-hmm. they did that. I think that lets me know more than anything that these guys are really bought in. And I'm excited, Scott. And just thanks for having me on, man. Sure. I, I appreciate you coming through. I, I know in the chat we were talking about the next uh, roundtable. I think we were talking pre-Arizona, right? Yeah, pre-Arizona. Pre-Arizona. Yep. So make sure y'all tune in that. And make sure y'all follow my guy, Foots the King, at Cowboys Nation TV on YouTube. Let them know where else they can find you because I know you plug in some of your other socials too. Yep, Cowboys Nation TV. You have my IG follow. I always DM people back and all that type of stuff. I make music. I'm going to get back into that after the season is over. So just show me love, man. Cowboys Nation TV and that Foots the King. And make sure y'all keep supporting Sky, best quarterback in the game. Yeah, my man. I appreciate your foots. All right, peace, Sky. Peace. My man, Foots the King. Always love hearing from you. In the offseason, you'll probably see a lot more of me and Foots. Well, it depends how we handle our schedule here, but me and Foots alive. I don't know if it'll be in the mornings, maybe some other things, because I like to do uh, you know, review some of the, the college players, and, you know, he gets deep into the college uh, players. And I'll probably have one like Jeff, too, as well, and things like that. I, you'll see. If you've been around before A to Z, you, you know how I operate in the offseason. So make sure y'all, y'all come back for that, too. That's 
down the line, though. I just wanted to put that out there, man. Just want to put that out there. But yeah, great stuff from Foots. All, all, all the things he was saying is right about this defense. I definitely wanted to make a point about the number one reason why I think this defense is legit and for real is because I think it it can travel. And and we've seen it travel travel against good quarterbacks, right? And you know what they're doing that this team did not do in years past, this defense at least? We would allow some terrible-looking quarterbacks or some mediocre quarterbacks to go off. They are putting the clamps on these bums. I'm just saying, they're putting the clamps on these bums. Remember Mitchell Trubisky? Jeff, uh, my man from the Lions, right? I mean, I, there's other, there's other, other quarterbacks that also the Cowboys in years past used to make look much better than they were. <laughs> Tyler Haneke, Heidi Ho, no. Taysom Hill, no. Mike Glennon, no. Daniel Jones, no. Hurts, no. I mean, I don't have to schedule up, but all these mediocre to bad quarterbacks are not going off on Dallas to date. Um, and I think that's a testament to the talent level of this defense and the coaching of this defense. Um, let's take a look at some of their stats that are coming out of this defensive team from all over, mostly in, in the passing game, because, you know, that was something that really hampered the Cowboys. I know the run game was a problem uh, as well, but they also were getting gashed a lot in, in years past. This year, sixth in passing touchdowns, third in passer rating. 13th in sacks. Think about that for a second. They have 31 sacks. And this group hasn't played together but for one game. And the one game they played together. Oh, I'm sorry. Two games. No, 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 no. We'll say one game because Neville Gallimore was in there. The one game. Micah. Neville. D-Law. Randy. Played together. They got five sacks. So, you know what I mean? And you're not going to be playing these great wall of, of, of China type of defenses. Or, I'm sorry, offensive lines as we move forward here. Fourth in completion percentage. First in interceptions. First in third down percentage. And y'all know that third down conversion percentage is one of my pillars of defense. You know, there's certain numbers I don't care about. I don't care about how many passing yards you get. I don't care about how many total yards you get. Uh, I, I don't care about that. I care about getting off the field via third downs and turnovers. And Dallas is top five, top three, top one in two of those categories. So I just think this defense is, is putting together something that we can lean on a little bit, right? Like in years past, we couldn't lean on the defense. We had to say, hey, man, if y'all could just please just 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 hold it together to the offense gets, you know, gets it going during the game. This year, I'm like, punt, all right, <laughs> defense about to tee it up. Frustrated of the offense, but I'm not worried or scared or whatever when the defense comes on the field. Even if a team scores, they're not scoring in an easy manner, right? They, 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 they're making teams earn it going down the field, and I love to see it. Before we get into the phone line, let me see what y'all got to say about this here. MCF in the building. What's up, my Cowboys family? Appreciate you, man. Much love to you, uh, ma'am and sir. I got to make sure because it's both of them. My Cowboys family. Been a minute. Thank you. Jeff Driscoll was the Detroit Lions quarterback that was doing weird things. Uh, Let me see here. Let me see here. Jason said, remember when the O was rolling? We said the D only needs to be average. Right. Now we're saying only need the O to be average and not turn the ball over. And and we talked about this earlier in the week. It's, it's funny how that flipped 
but I say it in, with tongue in cheek, right? Like, I'm not. I don't really mean like, oh, we just need the O to be average. The, the O is be is more than average. This is a talented offense that we know can be can be spectacular. Um, what I will say is because I think the passing game will get back going. I, I think Dak will be get back going. I think Kellen, Dak, and the receivers will get back into a rhythm. What I do want to see happen though is this offensive run game get some type of efficiency back in its pocket. I'm I'm not really even expecting this offensive run game to be dominant anymore. Uh, it's clear Zeke is hobbled. It's clear the offensive line is not that great at run blocking like it once was as a collective group. Um, but we, what we need it to be is efficient. Because if you look at some of these other teams that leaned mostly on their defense, the you know the, the Giants, the hell even the Bucks last year. If you want to go, if you want to be real, the Bucks last year didn't just throw the ball willy-nilly. They had, I think, all three three of their four games in the playoffs last year, they rushed for over 120 yards. So come playoff time, I, I want to see this run game at least get kind of you know in a, in a rhythm um, efficiency-wise. I'm not expecting them to go for a buck 50 y'all like that no more, y'all. Just keep moving. My man B. Burr with the donation. Super chat. He says, what we've done unintentionally with our defense is uh, – Rest players like the NBA. Hmm. Oh, oh, you mean because of the injuries? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was one of the silver linings at the beginning of the year, right? Is fortunately all these injuries, none of them were season ending. So you were going to get them back at a, at a point in time where it was just enough time to get in a rhythm. Neville, D-Law, Randy, all these guys. And even we talked about Donovan Wilson, who to me is just kind of a, a bonus. I'm not expecting anything from him because he always gets hurt. But if he does play, boom, another guy, another guy. Uh, Chandra says, Skywalker, uh, curse, a hybrid linebacker like Neil, basically, but, but he's much better than Neil. He plays the big nickel at a very high level. But J. Ron Curse, I'm telling y'all, man, Maybe this is me because I'm a Cowboy fan. But I think that he is a Pro Bowl safety this year in the NFC. He's doing more in coverage than people really understand. Um, he has eight pass breakups this year or nine, one of the two. A couple interceptions. I, I think he's moving very well for a big safety. I think he carries tight ends well. Now, sometimes, you know, you get a fast tight end that gets him or what have you. But I, I think he's been phenomenal phenomenal in coverage. He's not missing any snaps. J-Ron, curse, you got to sign that man back. You, you got to sign that man back. If if if, if Dan Quinn is going to be here, I need J. Ron Curse to be here. Super chat. Donald Russell says, uh, thank you for the donation, brother. All three units will be at their best by January football when it's win or go home. I like it. I like it. Uh, Frankie, I appreciate it, man. He said, this show should easily have a thousand viewers. Come on, CB Nation. Let's get sharing. Yeah. So there is an issue behind the scenes happening here with, with the tube, and it's ha- it's happening across a lot of uh, different uh, channels. But uh, we're, we're getting it situated, and we should be back and running, hopefully, here in a few weeks in regards to um, the the reach of the content. So no, no worries. But I appreciate that, bro. Let me hop into the phone lines, man. Let me get my guy Mel in the building. What's up, Mel? Man, what it do, King? What's up, bro? Man, if, turn you down. If, you're, if you're an offensive coordinator, if you're a quarterback, if you're a if you're an O line coach, how do you game plan for Micah, 
Wendy and D-Law because you don't know where Micah's going to be. So you have to spend time during the week going, if he lines up here, he might do this. Well, if he lines up here, he might do this. But if he's in the middle, don't think that he's going to drop back because he can rush from the middle too. Right. All right, so after you spend all that time doing that, then how do you even go, all right, well, if Randy is here and D-Law is here, but if they bring in that, I mean, it's just, it's a lot to game plan for. How do you game plan? If, I mean, because I wouldn't even know where to begin. How do you game plan for that? You just hope for the best. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you literally have, what, three days to do it, three or four days to do it. And, and with this defensive line being as deep as it is, with, in my opinion, three elite pass rushers, um, it, it, it has the smell of that, that Giants team, right? But I think even better in regards to these players. I think these players are, are more talented than the Tuck and the Osum Noros and things like that. But it has the smell of the last year uh, Bucks team where you had that front seven that's like, how do you deal with uh, a JPP, a Shaq Baird, an Indomitian Sue, a Vita Vea, and these boys is hungry trying to get a bowl? It was tough to deal with, and there really was no answer. It's, it's no answer. It's really no – there's no way that you can really – and then even if you get it right on the plays, you get it right, you still got to win. Right. Like, even, even, if you, even if you scheme it up right, you still got to win. The, Micah alone, he limits what you're able to do offensively just because you have to spend so much time getting down where he's going to be and what he can do from the different spots from where he's going to be, it limits what you're able to do, what you're able to even draw up for that week. You have to spend the time on him. You have to. Oh, he's the, he's then, the number one person that you spend time on, right? It used to be D-Law, but you, you, you have to figure out. I think it was, I think it might have been Andy Reid or somebody was like, every play we have to know where number 11 is. And when you're thinking about where number 11 is, you forget 94 will whoop your left tackle. 90 will whoop your right tackle, right? And now never, never, Neville will whoop your center. So it's it's a lot to deal with. It's a lot to deal with. It's it's a lot to deal with. And the way I would love for that whole entire back end, uh, the middle of it, um, uh, J-Ron, and my guy, uh, Malik Hooker. I like the way Malik is playing right now. Yeah, Malik, um, Malik Hooker yeah. actually, um, he saved a big first down. If it wasn't for Malik Hooker, I don't know if we get the Michael Parsons sack fumble. You know, I think they, they ran a great play where they stacked Adam Humphreys uh, behind McLaurin, and they got him free basically off kind of a pick. And he, he, he could have ran for at least 15 more yards. And Malik Hooker comes down, makes a phenomenal tackle, puts him in fourth and three next play. Michael strip sack touchdown. So yeah, Malik Hooker, man. Yeah, Malik Malik Hooker, he's balling. Um, Curse is balling. You know, Diggs and AB, they both, you know, they holding it down on the corners. That front seven is <laughs> it's brutal. That's brutal, man. Um, but I love that uh, you guys are talking defense today. We're gonna get a break from the offense and uh, you know get back to that when we get back to that. Yeah. If if. You are going to call the show today and talk about the offense, and you have not went and watched the breakdown. Mm. Do not call the show and talk about the offense. <laughs> if you have not watched the breakdown and you are planning on calling the show to talk about the offense, do not call the show. Okay? Go watch the breakdown first. 
then call the show and talk about the offense. Because you, you, if you do it, you, you're calling misinformed. And That's we don't want nobody to be misinformed. Okay, so go watch the breakdown. Then you can call the show back. All right? I'm going to get on and get off of here, man, and listen to the rest of the show, bro. I appreciate you as always, bro. I'll get with you after. Hey, he, I mean, he ain't lying, you know. Uh, and, and that's, you know, those are just my observations from the game. If, if you don't know what he's talking about, I actually took out the, we did like a 30-minute together, Cowboys Nation and myself. We, we looked at the offense mostly in the first half and then that second interception, and, and we broke down some of, some of the issues. And I did that to illustrate that it ain't just one thing, you know. It, it's a collective of issues. So if you want to go check that out, you can. It is here. Maybe Stevie Mack can post that. Uh, I pulled it out. It's about 27 minutes, but it's worth it. I'm telling you because if you're – because here's the thing about fans, and I get it, right? Like most people, we watch the game on Sunday. A lot of fans don't come here or don't go to advice or don't go to law, things like that, um, et cetera, et cetera, to see, to see film or whatever, or don't even really have the patience or time or care to. All they care about, did we win? Did we lose? Totally understand. Totally get it. But there's a there's a sector of fans that want to know, why did this happen? Why were we so good here? Why were we so so bad here? What's going on? And after about three really bad games offensively and 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 then yesterday or su- Sunday's game, I said, I got to see what's happening or what happened. So we went and looked, and we found out that there's a lot going on there, and Jerry Jones wasn't lying about the receiver thing. Uh, we understand the offensive line is a problem. We understand our quarterback is in his head and can't and not can't get out, has to get out. And we understand our offensive coordinator is just not really calling a smooth game. So it's a lot of things, man. Go check it out. Thank you, Stevie Matt, for dropping that. Appreciate you, man. Uh, let's get Reek and then Los and then O'Head back in the building. What's up, Reek? Yeah, good morning, Sky. Good morning, Sky. Good morning, Cowboy Nation. Stand up. You know, it was a win. A win is a win. You know, but all wins, sometimes you got to analyze even the win sometimes. Uh, all the for, time. For that man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For, for your man, Stevie Mack, to come in here and say, oh, we can't talk about the offense. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about the offense. No, 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 no. Yeah, I don't what want. What I can't talk about. Yeah, I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't but, want y'all to think we can't talk offense today. I just wanted y'all to know that defense was today's main topic, oh, yeah, main yeah, yeah. dish. But our side, you know, our corn and our, you know, that can be that can be the offense. We could, we could talk whatever, man. You know how it is here. Yeah, because don't get me wrong, man. The defense, they did their thing, man. We did what we know they can do, you know what I mean, when they're all together and healthy. Sure. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, Jerry Jones then had to find a way to put these dudes in bubble wrap, you know what I mean, man. In, in a second. Um, so, 75 so cases of, uh, yeah, that's what of uh, COVID across the NFL, man. This is getting scary. Mm-hmm. It's, time, it's getting cold outside. It's cold outside uh, certain places. And, uh, yeah, uh, the weather is changing. Uh, we need to understand that. So uh, we need to bubble wrap these players and uh, keep them all together so we can stay healthy and stay on the same page. Um, my whole thing is like this, man. The defense, they did their thing, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, we still we still got some holes that's, that's got to be filled because me personally, man, I really believe once we start, uh, once we get uh, playoff time, uh, I really believe like we, we get to playing people like Aaron Rodgers and uh, Tom and all of them. They're gonna see where they're gonna go, and you know nine times out of ten they're going to LVE, bro. So LVE played decent. I give them that. Well, like like we said the other day at the cookout, I give I, I LVE get a plate to go as far as I'm concerned. But here's That's the thing. Me. 
But here, but here's this. This is why getting Micah Parsons back is beautiful. When when you have when you get Micah not Micah Parsons, we get D Law and those guys back. When you get those guys back and Micah is is, is playing linebacker, LVE's not playing a ton of snaps. You know, this is the second least snaps that he's he's played. Um, no, actually the third least. Week one he played fourteen against Atlanta twenty, and mm-hmm. then Washington twenty eight. That's, that's the least amount of snaps LVE has played since the Atlanta game. So, and I think that's mm-hmm. due to having those guys back. So we may not have to have him out there that much, right? But I think we're going to need him. No, cool. we're going to need him to play well against the run. Uh, but if they can get a mismatch on him in the past, yeah, it's, it's, it'll be rough. I respect the fact that they can hide him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But is they going to be able to hide him against some good, some good teams that not bring people out? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? When it's playoff time, everything counts. Every possession counts. Yeah. And my my whole thing That's is true. this. I'm not. I'm not overly worried about the defense. I'm. I am actually. I'm ecstatic. I don't about think the nobody's defense. worried about the defense. I think the worry was the offense, you know, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm ecstatic about the defense that we're gonna be able to. You know, uh, God willing, we keep this team healthy, COVID free. I mean, COVID free, uh, injury free, and going to see these playoffs. I think we we got a shot. We only got a shot. But it's that offense. But the, the defense is only gonna play as good as that offense plays. No. You know what I mean? Because we might run into a game that we ain't getting no turnovers. We ain't getting that much pressure. You know what I mean? We need that. See, see that's, that's, where, that's, where we, that's where we need to figure out what we want as a, as a fan base. Um, the, at, at one point, if the, before the year, I would agree with you 100%. I was like, you know, this, mm-hmm. de- this is going to be an offensive-driven team. You know, we just need the defense to be okay. Now we're at a point with this defense where we can't just say that. We can't just say that, oh, well, we can't rely on the defense, man. We need to – yeah, we need the offense to step up all the time. But remember, remember, Cowboys Nation, for the last decade, what have we been saying? What have we been saying about Tony? What have we been saying about the Dak Prescott era? If we can just get a dang on defense to complement the offense, and I'm not talking about some average defense. I'm talking about a good-ass defense, and this this defense got a chance to be better. If we can get a good-ass defense – to get into the playoffs, that can be a factor. You got a shot. Now the conversation changes, right? Because defenses yeah. can carry you. And I'll bring up the stat again. A traveling defense since week one, 18 points per game, 14 total turnovers, 5-1 on the road against Mahomes, Herbert, Cousins, and Mac Jones. So if our defense can travel, I feel, I, oh, good. I, I feel good. That don't mean the offense needs to be trash. I don't think it will be, right? But I feel way. Yeah. I, I feel like the conversation has changed. Yesterday's price is not today's price. This defense can carry you. Yeah, but you still got to you still got to put points on the board, bro. Are we? Are you? Goals is not going to do it. Are, are, are goals we, not going to do it. Are we worried about the offense not scoring points though for the rest of the season? I'm worried about the offense uh, fluttering, uh, just not doing anything. Cause the reason the reason I'm saying what I'm saying, Scott, sure. I thought about it, right? When I remember when Dak Prescott was a rookie and Zeke was a rookie, they was rookies, and we had that good record, and we went into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? And we went against Aaron Rodgers, right? It was a slow start, and we always, for some reason, we we get complacent sometimes with these slow starts. And then once the fire turned off on her, now now is we run a no huddle offense. It's like my whole thing is like this to, to catch back up. My whole thing is like this. I would I, it would be refreshing to me when when we playing against these teams in the playoffs that we jump on them first. You know what I'm saying? Like we did in this. Everybody Washington. wants that. We straight jumped on them. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I, you know, I get tired sometimes of the slow starts. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, and Dak has to catch up, has to put it on all on him to catch up at the end of the game. You know what I mean? It's like I understand certain games is gonna go that way, but when there's too many threes and outs and uh, drive killers, uh, as far as the offense, uh, 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 field goal kickers missing field goals, extra points, stuff like that counts, man. You know what I'm saying? And the elite teams, they're not doing that. We can talk about Tom Brady uh, last year against Green Bay. He threw three interceptions, mm-hmm. but the defense held it down until Tom got it together. Until Tom and that offense got it together, and they made some key big mm-hmm. stops. If we're gonna be one of those teams. We got to be one of those teams, even if the offense starting uh, starting off slow. Sometimes you, you kind of upset because I, like, I hear Damn. you. I hear you, Rick. You kind of you kind of talking you kind of talking out both sides of your mouth. But I hear you. I hear your frustration with the with the offense. You want the offense to get together. I think we all want the offense to get it together. I just wanted to make a yeah. point that this defense, uh, we finally, in my opinion, have a defense that you can lean on if need be. As your offense is, yeah. is trying to get it together, but you're 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 kind of both ways because I know you're flustered, you're upset, and I totally understand it. But um, I appreciate the call, bro. Let me get to some more people up here. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, all right, bro. Appreciate yeah. you. Um, let's get to. Did I say? Did I say? Oh yeah, I think I said old head. Old head. We can't we can't be ten minutes a day, man. What's up though? Oh wait, man. I think I, I don't think I mute, I muted him. Please let me be informed. What's up, O'Head? I, I, I'm here, brother. I just want to be informed that you're about two callers back had me scared to death. I was ready to go down and, and, and fill up the collection plate myself. I want to be informed. Uh, hey, brother, how are you doing this morning? I'm chasing around a grandkid who's learning how to walk, and, brother, I am tired. Um, your initial question, and I've got stuff written down today. You'll be right. so oh, proud of me. Put that in here. Back to school. There we go. Your, your initial question. Your initial question of, of what's the reason for the defense this year? And I actually, it's a one and a one a, but I think the main reason is going to be Dan Quinn hmm. because he he is the experience that knows how to take the puzzle pieces he's been given and put them together. The big nickel um, that to me. Even without a Micah, would still be, I think, successful when you've got the people that followed him in here from Atlanta, and with Diggs playing out, lights out, and with even AB is, you know, I give the man credit. He's 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 busting his hump, and and I think I think Quinn, but one A is is got to be Micah because everybody in that front seven is better. D Law is better. I'm sorry, D Law was just barely average even when he was healthy. I, I don't know if, if people would still argue with you about giving him the big contract until and, – and I respect the man because he's a leader and I see what he does on the sidelines even while he was hurt. But with Micah on the field, with Gregory – now Randy, I think, doesn't need Micah to perform. I think Randy is just playing his head off. I read a story yesterday about him fixing to get paid. He finally has grown up. You know, he has – He's thrown away the bong and picked up the playbook. Oh and I appreciate I appreciate what he's what he's done. I'm not trying to disagree with the kid. Heck, I grew up in the sixties, man. I'm not I'm not fussing at him. I'm just saying as long as the league has their little twisted uh drug policies that I don't agree with totally, 
the heavy stuff, you don't know my background. One of these days we'll talk in person and mm. I'll tell you where I, I come from. I will but say I'm this in defense Palestine, of Randy Gregory. If you know anything? Oh, hey, it wasn't just you know anything. It wasn't just we. Oh, hey, he had mental he had mental health problems. Right. No, no, no. Well, you go back to what Michael Irvin did on his little, you know, party barge. Um, but, you know, if you know anything about Palestine, you can just take a wild guess as to what my background is. And I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, I, I want to keep an eye on the drug use because the better a team gets, the more think the more they think they can get away with, and it scares me a little bit. But Randy has grown up in my yes, eyes. Yes, yes, yes. I just I appreciate that, and he deserves he deserves a payday, and God, please let him stay healthy. According to Mike and Micah too. Uh, oh, hey, we don't need you to him. even mention anything about health. We know the hex that you have on this team when it comes to that. Let's I just know. don't I even do not bring even up injuries. Uh, <laughs> but you know, once upon a time, we have talked about defense-oriented teams yeah. that have gone on and dominated Super Bowls. I mean, 85 Bears is a no-brainer. The first the first Ravens team with the no-name quarterback, you know, Ray Allen's defense was, was just a, a slaughterhouse. And they did it again against uh, San Francisco the second time, but it was more of a well-balanced team with Flacco having a great year. Um, but defense-oriented teams can win playoffs. But look who we've got to go through. And I'm not, get, I'm not getting too far ahead. We're blessed in the fact that we're playing kind of in the minor leagues. Our, our, our division is sort of the minor leagues right now sure. of the NFL. I mean, uh, we what, don't, you know. What would you, what would you, you call, what would you call the ahead. NFC North division? I would any any time you've got to go through Green Bay, I'd say that they're at the in the top tier. I'm, I'm, oh, wait, West, I'm talking about the, the division because you said we're in the minor leagues, but I love how and it's not just you. Everyone wants to talk about the NFC least. Go look around the league. <laughs> the AF, the NFC North is trash. The AFC East is trash. You know what I mean? So you know, there's other divisions that are worse, but but it's the NFC. It's fun to talk about. Dallas is in it. I get it. But the the, the Green Bay Packers well, have a cakewalk in their division. I digress. That's true, but. They're, they're a lot like we are in that in, on any given Sunday, one of those teams, the Vikings, can blow up and with Zimmer and, and pull off an upset. The Bears even, for crying out loud. Now, Detroit, uh, you know, their coach, I love the guy. I wish, I wish we had gotten him on back on our staff, but I think he's got a long way to go. But I think they finally have – I didn't call to talk about Detroit. I'm sorry. I, That's I, cool. It's cool. I, just, cool. I like the coach. But I think, you know, Green Bay's dominating the North. The West is is really still a crapshoot because you don't know what the 49ers are going to do. The Seahawks are pretty well done. And Arizona is still going to be Arizona. We, we have to get through them. And that's that's the one we have to watch out for. Um, but, the uh, our, you know, we have a couple of three practice games, basically, where the defense can win it for us and we just need to get our offense out there, give, try, give Tyron – Plenty of time to rest, but to try to get our run game back yeah. in, in motion. And speaking game. of speaking of plantar fasciitis, help me because a couple of years ago, either last year or year before, one of our stars was hurting with that same injury. I, I want to say it was Amari, but I'm not yep. sure. You're correct. It was Amari that had the plantar. See, I yes, I did, did a little research on it, and it's it's one of those that I don't know if Tony will. If we'll Pollard back full speed at all, even even if we keep him out 
you know, if we keep advancing through the playoffs. I don't know how long it's going to take because that's just one thing in the bottom of the foot that takes a well, long for, time to recover from. Fortunately, it was tore, but, it, was, it was a full tear, so it's it's a less of an issue if it wasn't. So that's that's the good thing. It's just a matter yeah. of um, him getting a couple weeks of rest, I guess, and then he should be fine until the offseason. I hope so. I really do. But tell me what you think. I mean, do you who, what do you feel is the biggest reason for the uh, improvement of the defense? I just personally think I'll answer without that. the right coach, without the right coach to, to put the pieces together, it wouldn't be happening. But, I agree. you know, eventually somebody – I mean, a blind hog finds an acorn once in a while. So – you know, okay, uh, I'll answer that off uh, air. Any, any, or, or I'll answer that off off the air okay. so I can get to. And one one last quick thing, and I'm going to hang up. Yesterday, you suggested that I that I lay some tracks down for you. Yeah. And I have a way to do that, but I just need a I just need an email address. I know you can't give me a phone number or any way to direct contact on the air, but I need tell me how do I how do I email you because I can send a link of some recorded stuff. Uh, I'll drop my email in the chat. Just stick around. Okay, right, I'll watch. I'll right, watch. Man. Listen, have a great day, brother. As always, thank you for uh, exercising our Fourth Amendment rights or First Amendment rights, rather, and and uh, letting us letting us speak our minds. And you guys have a great day. And I'll try to holler at you tomorrow. I appreciate it. <clears throat> appreciate you, Ed. Take care, bro. Thank you, man. Bye-bye. Somebody in the chat said, "Is this Jerry?" Like I, I don't think Barry, our big boy from VA, was here yesterday. No, he just. He just really can sound like Jerry, and you got to hear the actual accent, man. It's really good, or the uh, impersonation. It's really good, big boy. Um, did you guys get my? Man, to be weird, I put a a poll up in the chat. Did y'all get that? Just take a look. My apologies, y'all. Just bear with me. Okay, all right, cool. Y'all did get the poll, and the question was: Is this a championship caliber defense? Yes, no, not decided. So far, 55 votes, 84% yes, 16% not decided. I love how nobody put no. I love it because it's hard to say no from what you saw the last couple weeks, right? But then you got to add the context, right? You play who we play, things like that. Um, I think the game that will really get a lot of people excited is the Arizona game. It could be down a couple pieces, but I don't care. Nobody cares when Dallas is down. I don't give a damn. Um, so the Arizona game, I think, will really stamp it. But even if, if it's not such a clean, great, dominant game, I, I still believe you have the horses to go into any place and make it tough on an opposing team. Make it tough. Stephen White says, balance now or bookends are in place. Uh, Tom Downey Burner account, I don't know yet to be decided. Yeah, I'm 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 on the listen, Tom, me and you, we, we talked about this the other day. Before the Washington game, I said, I believe with these guys back, this is a championship front seven. Kind of was dissing it back, which I shouldn't have been. But when you see it, I'm full fledged in the yes. But I get the 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 not decided portion of it. But I'm full fledged in the yes because I think you have a collect the talent level that you have on this defense combined with the coordinator. That dang, that uh, O'Hare was talking about, and the way he's using these pieces, man, it's just it's a beautiful sight to see. In fact, I never got to the first word, but let's listen to the first word uh, Dan Quinn talks about that question: Is this a championship defense? Earlier this season, you were anticipating you know, what this defense would look like with Randy and, and 
D-Law and all those guys came back to join Mike. And you know what a championship defense looks like. Does this ever make you love a championship defense? I think the uh, versatility makes you think that there's new spaces we can get to. And uh, so I'd say this is probably one of the most versatile groups uh, that I've been around where, you know, we've got safeties that have different and unique things, linebackers have stuff, um, you know, tackles that can move from inside to outside. So I love the versatility of it. And if we continue to make progress, then I say uh, then we would have that opportunity. But uh, we got a lot of work to do still um, as we're going. But uh, I like where we're headed and I like the versatility of the guys. Dan Quinn, love him some versatility. And if you go back, well, you can't go back, but earlier in the offseason, we were talking about look at the pieces that he was bringing in. The Urbans, the Bashams, um, J-Ron, Keanu, moving them. You can see it kind of start, and then the draft happened. You get Osa, you get Chauncey, Micah, right? You're seeing, okay, these are pieces that are that can do multiple things, can be in different places. And, but then when he implemented it and to see how successful it's been, this isn't Dan Quinn of, of, of Seattle. This isn't Dan Quinn of Atlanta. This is a kind of a combination of both in a coordinator who has learned to adapt and adjust and get better. You know, a lot of people made fun of Mike, Mike McCarthy for, hey, I went into the barn, I looked at the tape and yada, yada, and then he came out and said, psych, I didn't look at every play, I, I just wanted a job and things like that. Uh, but I feel like Dan Quinn, when he said, hey, I took a sabbatical, I had to go back and I had to see what worked in Atlanta, what worked in Seattle, what's working now across the league, put it all in a gumbo, and he's getting the best out of these boys. So the answer to me, I, it's an emphatic yes. Let me be real with you. I do think this is a championship caliber defense. How many times in the last 10 years under Dak and under Tony have we been able to say you have an elite front? This is an elite front seven, y'all. This, this is. This is what an elite front seven looks like. And I like to use that term a lot. I don't even like to use it when it comes to, to, um, to Dak anymore. Because people get hung up on things. I think he a franchise quarterback. I'm going to go back to saying what I've been saying. Because I've been throwing out the word elite and then, you know, people hate that. So, But I think this is an elite front seven. And you forget Diggs is balling, right? Like, you forget Diggs is shutting people down, making plays, nine interceptions, couple tutties. You forget uh, J. Ron Curse is really a pro bowler back there. And the one thing this defense is doing that I don't think it's done in years past, and I will include the special teams. It's scoring points. Something popped up on my uh, phone the other day. Just not on my phone, just me kind of just searching and doing research. I'm a numbers guy. I love to look at the, the other things. And I noticed the Cowboys have seven, seven non-offensive touchdowns this season. Four games left to go. Somebody, if Professor Rosen here, Stevie Mack, whomever that, that, that are in the numbers, when is, has Dallas ever had seven non-offensive touchdowns in a season, let alone the first 14 weeks? Seven, y'all. That is massive. That is huge. That is a big deal. And part of the reason, I put in, in the, in the uh, title today the one reason, but there's multiple reasons, but that's part of the reasons why uh, this defense has a chance. To me, the number one, though, number one is that. A traveling defense the cliche is a defense travels running game travels right now the running game ain't doing nothing but if that defense can travel you got a shot uh let me get back to see some of these answers 
A lot of yes. A lot of yes. Uh, let's see here. Our key will be Neville and Osa in the middle. Uh, I haven't had that push since David. And that's the thing about the middle of the defense. It's a collective effort. And what happened to Justin Hamilton? I have to go look. See if he brought him back. But I think there's depth on the inside of this defense that is helping as well. Um, and Mel said he's taking full advantage of all these versatile players. He is. Let me get to Los and then we got Mark. Appreciate you holding Los. What's up? What up, Sky? God bless. How about them Cowboys, man? I'm ready to, for this weekend so we can put that whooping on them Giants. You know what I'm saying? Get right game. It's get right game for the O, I feel like. Hey, I'm ready for it. But, hey, let me let me tell you this, man. No one, absolutely no one wants to see us on both sides of the on the ball with the right mindset. Yeah. And if I remember, Kellen said it himself on Hard Knocks. They want to be the number one offense. And for a time being, they were proving that for the first weeks. So they need to get back to that. And Dak was the most dangerous when when you blitz him. Can you believe that, Sky? He was the most dangerous under pressure from any QB. I mean, he, so, I mean even against in, in uh, New Orleans, he, he was completing passes against – he threw the touchdown against the blitz. He leads the league still. In the midst of his slump, he leads the league in uh, touchdowns against the blitz, and I believe he's top five in passer rating. But uh, as we know, there's some inconsistencies in between. And, and like, and that's it. That's exactly my time. Like, you know, no one wants to see us get right, Sky. I mean, if we were get right on offense, and with this defense we already have, I mean, book it. NFC Conference Championship right here. You know, this that's what we're capable of. But yes. it's gonna be up to that. It's gonna be really up to. Hey, I love Dak. We pay that man. And he, I'm a Dak lover. I, I loved him since the first preseason game. I saw him. I was like, damn, who is this QB? He was putting the money on the ball with Des Bryant and everything, man. Yeah. But he has a whole package. He's a leader. And if no one knows his story, go watch his story in Family Reunion or from the Dallas Cowboys. He has he has gone through many hardships. Sure. So, you know, we don't we, – we, we have to, like some caller said it, we have to hold them accountable. So if Dak wants to lead us to the promised land like he always wanted, it's been his dream, you got to do it, man. You have to put that slump behind you and move forward. Like, I'm a, I'm a fan of sports. So it's um, like a pitcher. Yes, you're going to get hit on, and you're, you're going to probably give up some home runs. But when it's postseason and when it's time to get cold and when it matters most and the lights are bright, that's when it matters. That's when you got to put your A game. So I think Dak is capable of that. And I say this to say this, um, the defense is scary, man. Like, when have we seen a defense like this guy where they have carried the offense and we could be like, oh, shit. You know, I'm not trying to cuss, but, like, damn, that is fast right there. Who, Like, who's 11, you know? I don't think we've – I mean, the, the, the closest one I could think is 2007. I mean, they had all those pro bowlers, but um, – even then, I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah, 2007. That's what I'll go. That's the last time maybe this de- there was a defense that we can kind of lean on. Um, but that year we had an amazing offense. But once the playoffs got there against a, another defense that had a front seven, it kind of got at us. And they're, they're, they're only going to get better, Sky. They're young. I mean, take this for consideration. Micah is only 22. He's only 22. He's only one year older than to drink from all of us. I'm, 
I'm two years old or like three years older, so I'm like, damn, Mike is only 22. That's scary. Gallimore's 24. Armstrong's 24. Randy and D-Lo might be the oldest yeah. in the D-line if it's 29. See, it's a, take that for consideration. It's you a know, young team. Yeah. They got a lot of free agents, though. They, 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 they get, but we'll deal with that. We'll deal with that later, right? Like this year, I think they – that's why it's a year-to-year league, week-to-week league. This year, they have a cohesion about them, a synergy about them, and you heard uh, Dan Quinn talk about these boys playing for each other and things like that. He doesn't believe there's three different units. He he has it all as one. It is definitely a special team inside that locker room. And even though they love the fans, they're still a – it's us against not just the world, but us against everybody outside this locker room. You know, because even some fans, even me, I come at certain players because I want to play better, right? And I'm I'm a diehard of all diehards. I love my boys, but they ain't hearing none of that. You know, they're us against everybody outside this building, and I love it. I love it, too. And then I'll say this. Last thing, Sky. I know everyone's scared of Lambeau and Aaron Rodgers, Arizona, and all these people. I ain't scared of no one when I see this team being like, like, I ain't scared of no one when this team is being 100%. Straight up, Sky, and I'm not trying to sound a homer, but no, with the no, defense no. we have, with the defense we have, and with the leader I know Dak and the offense can be, no one can stop us. No one. The only people can, that can stop us is ourselves, in honesty. These coding calls, these big plays, and the, like, let's let's take this for consideration. And I'm going to give you an interesting stat. In close. The last one. The last 25 years, the team that won the Super Bowl, there's only two teams that have been elite on both sides of the ball or close ranked, which was the Eagles 2017 and the Ravens 2012. And offense is 12-25 and the defense is 11-25 out of these last, last 25 years. We have a chance to be number five on both this year. So just take that, man. I mean, we're capable of being great. And mm. – I know this about Lambeau Field. When it gets cold in January and someone takes a lick on you, it hurts. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers wants to see this defense and this D-line in Lambeau, I'm ready for it. Just know you're probably going to go see Micah in your face. And I'm ready for that too. My man, I, I appreciate you, uh, Los. Peace. <sighs> you know, I get the bravado. I get the bravado. I truly believe this team can do something special when they're both clicking too. But boy, y'all, y'all, y'all acting, y'all acting like going to Lambo is gonna be some. Okay, okay. I'm gonna be real with you. In the manner this run game, I fully believe the offensive passing game. Your quarterback can get better. In the manner this running game is right now, that is my no. I'm, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about, I think I think Kellen will get it together in regards to I think the receivers will get it together. If you ain't got a running game and you're going to Lambeau, okay, we can do the rah-rah stuff all you want. <laughs> all right. You better hope that this defense wins you the ball game because I don't think for a second you're going to Lambeau in January and you're going to throw the ball 40 times. So uh, bet the defense better be ultra elite that day. Because if this these boys don't get it together on the ground, you're you're just pretty much putting your back against the wall offensively, and <laughs> you go Lambo in nine degree weather, wind chill negative two, trying to throw that rock. Love Dak Prescott, he ain't got an Aaron Rodgers arm. Yeah, 
right. I'm just saying, you know, let's, 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 let's. Fear no one. Respect everyone. I hate when people, I ain't scared. Oh, who's scared? Stop with that word in this nation. Man, nobody's scared of nobody. It's football, though. You've been watching. You've been watching. If you've really been watching Green Bay, all right, don't respect them if you want. What's up, Mark Smith? Hey, what's up, Sky? What's going on with you, bro? All right, all right. I'm good, brother. You already know. Hey, just to piggyback off of what you just said about the running game, mm-hmm. what I'd like for us to do is to sit deep and to let Pollard get completely, well, not completely healthy, but let that foot heal up a little bit more for these next two weeks. I think we could come in with Corey Clement, he ran good against the Washington. Washington. It was okay, yeah. And use him in the Zeke role, and bring in Edo Smith, and use them as the Pollard role. And I think we'll be good, man. Let the boys Zeke and Pollard rest up. So when we play Arizona, if they're not completely healthy, they'll they'll be healthier than what they've been. Yeah, we we run a Zeke out there. Continue to run Zeke out there, man, and he's complete. He, he, he's clearly struggling, and I don't get why they keep doing it. Just rest the man. We are gonna need him when it comes playoff time. You know what I mean? Yeah, we beating a dead horse on that. Unfortunately, man, we all are agreeing that Zeke needs to rest, but he ain't. Like he's just not going to take himself out. Uh, I thought the chance to do that was a couple weeks. Put it this way: if if they wanted to revisit it, I think this week would be a great week to do it. You know, again, I, exactly. I'm not. I, I'm not exactly dismissing the Giants. I just, I'm just understanding what's in front of us here, right? Like, if you can't get back on track with Tony Pollard as your running back and your complement of weapons and your complement of, of offensive line against the New York Giants, we got bigger problems, bro. Oh, exactly, exactly. And that's why I say it would be good to, to let Corey Clement and Edo Smith come to the load this week, man. You know what I mean? And then even against Washington, you know, because when it comes to that Arizona game, that could be the game that determines the number one seed. We got that game back ahead of them with them losing on Monday night. So, to me, rest the boys up, man, so we can come out as as healthy as we can against them. Because that's going to be a tough game. And like I said, it could be for that number one seed, man. So, and as far as the defense, though, I really ain't even got nothing to say about that, man. The only thing I'm going to say about defense is I hope no one get injured, and I hope we avoid that COVID thing. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Did you see they got 75 players hit the COVID list uh, this yeah, week? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's going crazy, and, and, man. And in so, the NBA, too. I'm agreeing with uh, – right, right. Ocala mentioned it early, man. I think it's time for the coaching staff and Jerry and all the players to get together and decide, hey, man, let's 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 go back in this bubble. Let's go back into the Omni yep. so we can avoid an outbreak on our team, especially with it being this close to the end of the season in the playoff time. So that's all I really got, man. I'll let you go ahead and go and get the other callers, you know what I mean? But, again, like I said, man, that, that running game, if we could do that, I think it'll be uh, that'll prove dividends for us down in the end, man. You said if That's we can, got, if we God, can get the, up, I appreciate Peace you, out. bro. Peace. 
Yeah, I'm looking in the chat here. A lot of y'all think that Tampa's going to get the number one seed. Yeah, I, I think so too. Their, their schedule looked pretty cake. Um, if we don't win, if we don't win out, it means something. Oh, if we win out, it means something. No rest for the wicked. I'm with you, Steve. I, I'm not. The only rest I really want to see is Zeke, is because he's he's literally hurt. You know, there's this notion out there that Dak is hurt. I'm I disagree. I mean, I'm no doctor. I stayed at a Holiday Inn, but I'm no doctor. I don't think he's hurt. A lot of people on Twitter say that, you know, it'll come out after the season and things like that. But we showed a couple plays, you know, where he's running fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's he's making all these these great – he's making great throws too. It's the consistency part. So I think it's up here. It's not physical. Um, that's how I feel about him. Uh, TC said, I'm more worried about TP's injuries and resting him than I am about Zeke and his. If TP can't go in the playoffs, I won't feel good. I won't feel too good about everything. Okay, I see what you're saying. You're basically stating that Tony Pollard is a more important player, more important running back moving forward. It's kind of hard to argue, right? He's the one that's giving you the most pop. But I think you're going to need that rugged fall forward Ezekiel Elliott in the playoffs. Like, I do. Because here's the thing. And and I think Flo kind of was alluded to this. We don't have the 2000 Ravens defense, right? Like, we're excited. I'm pumped up about this defense. I think this defense can carry us. But, yeah, we don't have a 2000 Ravens defense where it can literally carry you with a Trent Dilfer at quarterback. When your offense scores 9, 10 points again, that's not what we're getting at, right? Like, we're being real, right? So, if you go back and even look at those kind of defenses, you go back and look at uh, when that pass rush and that defense for the for the Raiders, or not the Raiders, the Giants stepped up in the playoffs, uh, Go back and look at Tampa. A lot of the times, and I said this before, when teams win Super Bowls on the back of their defense, it's complemented with a run game. I say it again. When teams go and they win Super Bowls on the back of their defense, it's complemented with their run game. 2013 Seahawks. The both Super Bowl champion Steelers. Ravens, obviously, right? Uh, last year, Tom Brady's Tom Brady, though, so I'm not really going to say that was a you know because of their run game, but they they had good rushing performances, is what I'm getting at with, with that Super Bowl run. Um, when the Niners, when they went to the Super Bowl, good def- really good defense, top defense, complemented with the run game. I mean, we can go on and on throughout the history over the last 20 years. Top defenses are usually complemented with a really good run game, and if Dallas doesn't figure that out for the playoffs, it'll be unprecedented. I'm not saying it's not possible, but it'll be unprecedented for a team to throw their way through the playoffs with no threat of a run game. I mean, you go and look at, I mean, we've been averaging like 70 yards per game. That won't cut it in the playoffs, right, y'all? Like, we can agree with that. So, I do, I do need that part of the offense to at least get back to efficiency level. Uh, as a running back, you shouldn't play hurt because the fans don't care. A, B, that, says D Hood. As a running back, you shouldn't play hurt. I mean, they all play hurt, but I think he's playing injured. It feels like to me that, that Zeke is playing injured, and I think it's hampering him. Um, Terry says, you know your stuff, defense and running game. Uh, Washington was kept in the game because of lack of running game in our and on our part. Appreciate that, Terry. And, and it, that's true. 
and we wonder why we are struggling in the red zone when we struggle. It's because we're not getting inside the go to goal situations. And usually when you're not getting inside the go to goal situations and you cross what I call the green zone, which is about that 35 to 30 yard line, usually a good running game will get you down there. Dallas is having to throw the ball from that 30 to or that 30 to 10 and a lot of things can happen. I mean, we can I can think in my head how many bad things have happened from Dallas having to throw the rock either at the 10 or right outside the 10. I'm I'm, I'm thinking already against the uh who was it? The um Patriots interception. The the sack hold. It wasn't even a sack, it was a hold against the the uh, Vikings. Last week, you had a, a run of ridiculous plays that you, you couldn't punch in because you were throwing the rock. You know, you couldn't effectively run it down there. One for six in the red zone. Um, so, and go look at the games where we were really good in the red zone. We did what? Ran the ball well, right? So, just need to get that back. I think that is the one, the most important thing as we head into the playoffs is getting that back on track. And I don't mean to go on a soliloquy about it. I just I just kind of want to illustrate that the pairing of a, of a really good defense, championship caliber defense, usually comes with a run game. What's up, Demond? Uh Will said, red zone will Dak, red zone will Dak scramble. I, I guess you're talking about some of the, the scramble things. You know, I, I'm, I'm no OC, y'all. Like, I just see what I see. I report to y'all. I'm a fan, but... I think we all can agree on this, right? The read option, the, the the zone option in the red zone seems to be one of the easiest ways to kind of get this thing going a little bit, don't it? It's almost completely eliminated from the playbook. Don't I don't don't quite understand that. You know what I mean? Uh Spock, can you save me on YouTube? Said the Ravens had Jamal Lewis. People forget they had Jamal Lewis and Priest Holmes. Was that the year Jamal Lewis ran for 2,000? See, back then, man, I loved Jamal Lewis because he ain't had no gloves on. He was gritty. He was kind of a poor man's Derrick Henry. Right? Big old running back. Unsuspecting speed, right? Like, he's not a speedster, but for some odd reason, when this man got in the open field, he just broke away from you. Um, and then he had Priest Holmes, too, who people forget. He, had, he won a Super Bowl with them, then went to... The Chiefs and had, in my opinion, a Hall of Fame career. Below the heavens, that would be awesome. He said the Packers was going to get bounced before we even have to play them. I see. Now, here's the one thing I do see on on Twitter, and I'll use the term scared because I'm seeing some scary people. They're like, oh, man, I don't want to play the Rams in round one. Listen, bro. If you think the Cowboys are going to get into the playoffs and play some poo-poo team, if you're not the number one seed, you're wrong. You're going to play unless you get the number two seed. Where I think you'd play who was that? Um, so I hate the seven, the seven teams, Washington or or or, or the Panthers or Philly or one of these teams that should, don't deserve to be in the playoffs. If you're not the number two seed, you're going to have a, a tough game in the playoffs. Like that's just going to happen, right? The Rams are going to be a tough out, but people are like literally shaking in their boots. I seen some type of meme when they were like, uh, three things I don't want, and it was two life things. It was to, to get the number four seed and have to play the Rams. Okay, so you don't get the Rams in round one, but you get the Packers in round two. You get Tom Brady in round. You're going to play a good team, man. How about we beat them, right? 
Uh, Big Sarge says Dak needs to take what the defense is giving him. Then he can make the splash plays. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that he needs to kind of slow down a little bit. Uh, Niners are another one. Yeah, Niners actually will be a tougher opponent, I think, than the Washington football people. And they're in a hunt. And they're in a hunt. Chuck talks about the RPO, and Will said Jamal Lewis is a Poe man's Earl Campbell. Ah, man, that was a good. Th- that was when running the ball still dominated the NFL. Flo said he thinks that was okay. So the, the 2K was after the Super Bowl year. Okay. And John says, I agree. You can manufacture it, but the team has shown that they can't. They need to, they need the balance of the run. It is what it is. They do. Uh, a lot of the times on here, John, we talk about having uh, when the Cowboys offense was at its best, it was because it had efficiency both uh, um, on the round on the ground and in the air. That efficiency has disappeared. So we we you gotta get it back, man. You gotta get it back. With that said, guys, I think we're going to head on up out of here tomorrow. I gotta get with my guy Okoye. I think he was on vacay for a little bit. Let's see if he's back. If not, we'll figure something out. If he is, we'll get the Okoye Thursdays. We'll come in. We'll talk about the Giants again. I'm not. I don't want to dismiss them. I think we did this the first matchup too with the New York Giants, but. Can you blame me? You know, I, we're, we're not going to sit here and break down all the intricacies of the New York Giants. We'll talk about some of the um, some of the basic things that, that, that they're doing, uh, some of their numbers and things like that, how Dallas can attack. But let's be real, folks. This needs to be a bounce back game offensively. A get, not bounce back. Bounce back was the, the Atlanta game. This needs to be a get right game. For the Dallas Cowboys offense. Point blank period. Uh, so we'll talk about. I probably will get back into how the offense can do that. Listen to a little bit more. With Mike, what Mike McCarthy has to say today. I believe. Or Stephen Jones might be back on. Not sure. And uh, we'll, me and Akoya will just talk Cowboys. We'll, we'll talk just like me and, uh, me and Foots did today. We'll talk Cowboys. So make sure y'all come back. And uh, tune in for that. Brian said, respect your opponents, guy. And that's the thing. Like, I don't want to dismiss them. And I have to, I'm, we're going to talk about them because I got to respect our opponent. I can't be a hypocrite, right? I got to respect our opponent. We're going to talk about some of the things they do. But I Listen. If our boys don't get this thing done against them. Hey. What? <laughs> Come on here and just be speechless. This is the time to build that confidence. This is the time to stack these wins. These next two, as you head into one of the uh, leader teams, if that's even a word, I might have just made that up against the Arizona Cardinals. So one at a time, Stephen, you're right. One at a time. Let's do this thing one at a time, (laughs) y'all. Respect the Giants D line. I, I gotta find something to respect, I guess. But they don't have Leonard Williams, so I really want to respect. That. What can I respect? No Leonard Williams. No Kadarius Tony. I respect. Uh, what's the running back? Barkley. There we go. I respect Barkley. Playing the backup court. It's tough, Will. Hey, Will. It's tough, man. But I'm gonna come on here and we're gonna. I'm gonna try to give y'all a fair, objective show. But at the end of the day, we better beat the Giants' ass. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much all I got for you right there for today. Tomorrow, I like it, CJ. 0-0. 
0-0. Uh, tomorrow, tune in regardless if Okoye is in or not. We'll have a great show as we usually do. You guys are awesome. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate the calls, all the donations as usual. Stevie Mac, the my guy, thank you for keeping order down here, man. Thank you for keeping order. And uh, later tonight, as always, my guy, Mauricio Rodriguez. Very, very smart, intelligent. He might look young like me. Knows his football, though, man. Knows his football. Make sure y'all tune in A to Z Sports Primetime. And check out A to Z Sports.com slash Dallas for all your Dallas Cowboys needs, bro. All your Dallas Cowboys. Enjoy your Wednesday. I hope I was able to help get it started. Love y'all. Peace. I want me some glory hope.